Electronic Music Show brought to you by the Coastal Electronauts here in Whitstable. My name is Peter Coy, coming to you from the Sonic Shed. My co-presenter Clive Walpole is on the line across town in the Synth Dungeon. Uh, hi there from the uh, Classical Synth Cave. Well, tonight we're, we're exploring Classitronica. It's orchestral pieces interpreted and arranged using synthesizers. Plus a few bits of classical music, original classical music, uh, that includes synthesizers. Yeah, composed of all synthesizers. Yeah. Yeah. We're starting off by piece of Tchaikovsky. Yeah, yeah, this is, um, well, very well-known piece of Tchaikovsky, this uh, 1812 Overture. Uh, this is by uh, a, couple, a pair called um, Larry Alexander and Jack Craft, and... Um, it's interesting because you've got the switched on Bark album by Wendy Carlos and they all performed on the, the Moog modular synth and they got the Moog known. Um, but the, Larry Alexander and Jack Craft for this record, they only did this one record mm. and uh, they, they, they're very much ARP users. Yeah. So they've used a lot of ARP Odyssey on this, actually. Uh, but there is some ARP uh, 2600 as well. But it's mostly you know, done with ARP Odysseys. So they're not a modular synth at all. They're a, right. you know, a synth. Mono, mono, mono synth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, actually, the, the the advantage of the Odyssey is it's, it's dual, duophonic, so oh, yeah, it does a little bit of bass lines as well at the same time. So it's recorded in a very different way to Wendy Carlos. It's all taped and done like that. A lot of it's actually performed as as live. Right. The recording. So this was um, done right in the middle of. Punk era, 1977. It was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't big on uh, on on the radio one or uh, <laughs> or top of the pops even. Oh, shame. Well, plus, it's sort of 17 minutes long. It is it's fairly long. Yeah, perhaps. is an excerpt. 1812 overture. Oh, 
<laughs> Very good. Yeah, that's a completely different feel to the. Uh... It, it's totally different, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Um... To the Moog stuff, I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's completely different. It's got a sort of, a lot of sort of nice sound textures in it, and, and I think it was done with a, you know, with, with a sort of a performance. Although having said that, the Odyssey's got a massive amount of patch in capability in it, so you can get quite you know, quite complicated sounds out of it. Mm. Yeah, so it's okay. nice. I quite, I've, I've always in, you know liked that one actually, although it's not doesn't figure big in the sort of classic tronica world. Yeah, no, I've not heard that one. Hmm. Mm. But obviously, in this, we can't avoid Bach at all, can we? There's a lot of we Bach can't. around. Bach crops up all the time. So, you know, it's almost. Uh, I think the arpeggiating uh, really suits the, the synthesizer. I think isn't that's it? what. Yeah, yeah, it's got that sort of. Uh, yeah, the, the right sort of sound melodies and everything to, to, to lend itself to the synth. Mm. Yeah. yeah. We have a piece by uh, Dilly Derbyshire. Well, yeah, well, this is. Uh, I mean, just said that. Uh, not done synth at all. Uh, this is uh, all done. This was this was not done for any reason other than doing it, and uh, it was done with uh, tape and uh, test tone oscillators. You know, in the tip, the traditional way, the radiophonic workshop. Um, it was it, it was quite badly uh, slated by the music press. People didn't like it, and later on, Delia herself called it rubbish. Mm. But <laughs> I think it's amazing to think it was done using that technique and actually producing the classical pace yeah. on that technique and it's got a lot of admirers now yeah. and those things that was hated at the time but not now well these processes they went through were labour intensive didn't they they were they were yeah producing one note at a time basically yeah by changing and she the wasn't speeds. a big fan of synths so you know, she probably might have even done it as a sort of counter to um, what you could do <laughs> without a synth <laughs> well, this is air tone feel hasn't it yeah and I think you know this famous uh, metal lamp shade she used to use just get a stroke of a note out of and then get the resonance from her yeah. I think that's used in there somewhere because it sounds a bit a bit like that effect I thought it was just um, Glockenspiel I played over the top of it 
It, it might have been, but I think she actually used actually musical instruments on that at all. Oh, oh right. Hmm. Another Bach piece, the Brandenburg Concerto we have next, by one of our favourites, <laughs> the Will Gregory Moog Ensemble. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and this is a... Uh, Played live, like all all the stuff. It's not, you know, yeah. It's all live recordings. I'm not sure whether they've actually released any albums or anything. I don't think they did. I think you, you see you see performances online, um, but uh, I don't think there's any albums of live performance. As we said before, they have um, about nine musicians, all playing individual uh, mono synths, individual parts, and it's such a fantastic sound and experience when you see it live. Yeah, I'd like to see them actually. Yeah, mm. really would do. Yeah, hopefully next year there'll be live concerts to come back. That'd be good, yeah. So here we are, the Brandenburg Concerto, number three, movement three.
hard rock big, ending. Big crash up of synths, uh, really nice, right? Yeah, they work really well <laughs> together. I think what yeah. what makes it work for me is that they have they have individual amps for each instrument, so you get that sort of the spatial awareness of each each musician rather than it all coming through yeah, the stereo it's like, speakers. Like, an, like a like a classical orchestra. Really, yeah, like you would with the each one. Yeah, yeah, that's what I like. I like that idea. Yeah, marvelous. Yeah. So again, so again, it was a bit of a of my early exploration in music around the time of the Space Odyssey film. There was a well. I mean that that and Star Wars. There was lots of um, lots of music that was coming out at the time. Yeah, weren't they sort of coming out at the same time, weren't they? Sort of things. Yeah. But I think I bought this album from Woolworths. It's a, a stereo Space Odyssey by London Philharmonic Orchestra, which features a pipe organ and an electronic synthesizer. There's not much information on the on the album sleeve, and there's not much online. But um, they do the theme from 2001, the Al Sol yeah, but yeah. also they do a few of the they do a few sort of arrangements of hosts the planets, quite unusual ones. It's, it's um, I think the arrangements are attributed to Wilfred Holcomb, who's a, some American arranger. I think I'm not sure. No, okay. Well, the planets is sort of something that, that that lends itself to sort of synths as well, isn't it? In a way, sort of his theme, anyway, at least. Oh yeah. I know Tomita did a did the planets as a. It's quite a different arrangement they've made. It's, it's not all synth, it's just it's like the um, mm. orchestra plus a synth. I think that's a great idea, though, to actually incorporate a new instrument, and put it, which has happened in the past with the saxophone, and everybody dismissed it as a sort of jazz instrument, and now it's an orchestral, part of an orchestral. Hey, why do you keep bringing up the saxophone? I don't know why, but saxophones <laughs> are new, were <well>, comparatively new <laughs> instrument. <laughs> I always wanted saxof- a room full of saxophones, oh, really, yeah. not since. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard many other orchestras sort of just have a synthesizer as part of the part of the in- instruments. Um, no. Not make a big deal out of it, or make, make it be... Uh, yeah, featuring the whatever yeah. synthesizer, yeah. But I think that, uh, I'd still enjoy listening to this. I mean, it's 1972. Hmm. And, uh, so anyway, this is... Uh,
That's not all book works, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's really nice. The thing is, the synth you can sort of set it up to any tumbrel sound, so it should fit in really. So we're going on to a bit of Bizé now. Yes, yes. This is um, Andrew Kasdan and Thomas the Z Shepherd. Uh, always American, so it'd be Thomas Z Shepherd, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, there's another another one-off thing actually. This uh, album got a long time ago. This one this is uh, everything you. I like these nice snappy tiles. Everything you always wanted to hear on the mo, but were afraid to ask. <laughs> After the Woody um, Allen film. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, Thomas Shepard was a. Uh, well, he might still be alive. I'm not sure. Probably is. Uh, anyway, American record producer, and um, as far as I know, yeah, the, the and was also a pianist as well, and uh, so was um, uh, Andrew Kasdan. Yeah. So yeah, they they got together and produced this uh, synth. I imagine it's it sort of a, uh, all these albums were coming out at the time of Switched on Bark, I suppose. So all the record companies are getting in on it as well. Yeah, slight cash in, but a good exploration. But it's a, dip, a different approach again, you know, a bit of uh, opera without without the singing. But, mm, um, that's always good. Yeah, this is from Carmen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carmen Prelude to Act One, Hannah Nera, uh, Introduction to Act One.
There you go. I'm not sure they're taking that, that seriously. You don't think so? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how many patches can you get in one piece? Well? <laughs> you can hear him sniggering, can't you? Yeah, yeah, quite like it. I do like it, though. I do like a few whack, 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 whack. Yeah, I can't, buy, can't beat that. Or duck synth. Bit better than saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. Let's get this, uh, this cleanse areas with some very serious uh, talent to meet her. Oh yes, yes. Now this this is um, yeah. Twitter. I think one of his one of his best albums he did was was Snowflakes Dancing, the Debussy, acclaimed album. But he also did uh, Mazowski's Pictures and Exhibition, which uh, was also called as an album, and uh, I thought it was a really nice interpretation as well. He does actually he did use the synth as a real. Um, Almost a you know, palette of, of sound, mm. and uh, it's sort of almost painted with it, you know, that sort of sound. And yeah. uh, I thought this, this particular piece is uh, well, this is just what the one of the movement. This is the Great Gates of Kiev from Pictures and Exhibition.
Classitronica artist. She um, invented the, uh, the genre. She did really, yeah, she did. And I mean, uh, you haven't got a Bach piece by her. This isn't Bach, no. She well, after she'd done uh, a very successful switched on Bach one, and uh, obviously the record company was very keen to, to do another one. She did do a switched on Bach too, but in between it, she did a, 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 um, a classical um, album. Uh, the well-tempered synthesizer, which, uh, but this is from Sc- uh, Scarlatti's Sonata in D major. Uh, so she did do quite a range of different um, performances, including Bach, but she did uh, do a range of other um, composers on the uh, on this album. And this sort of is a is a space. And well, actually, in some ways, I, this album I, I actually prefer it to Switched on Bach because of its range. Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a nice album. This is from 1969.
I think she developed her, her, her methods a lot more in that one, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. It was um, it was very sort of clean and I don't know if, if that's the right word for it. But you know what I mean? It sort of it sounded more. It has clarity. Precise, I don't know. Definitely, definitely, hmm? more, definitely has more clarity. In more its clarity. Performance yeah. and yeah, uh, arrangement. I'd say. Yeah, and I think that um, that, that piece because it's got a lot of um, sort of high tones in it and things like that. It sort of it, yeah, it's, you know, it gives that. Um, yeah, obviously it was pro- originally I think probably played using uh, harpsichord or something like that. Mm. But um, yeah, it's a nice piece. We're going to move back to Bach now with uh, Mike Hankinson. Back to back Bach or Park to Bach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, um, yeah, Mike Hankinson. I hadn't really heard of him until I found this album. Um, uh, another great album title here. I love these album titles. The unusual classical synthesizer. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, Mike uh, Hankinson. This is, this is again another one-off that he did using synths. He was a classical. Well, he is. He's still alive. Mike Hankinson, a classical uh, organist. Uh, I think he lived in South Africa, but I also think he lives here now and teaches classical music here in one of the universities. Mm. But this was a one-off piece he did in 1972. There were several different uh, composers on it, um, some handlers as well. But this is a well, very well-known piece, Takata and Fugue in D, D minor, Bark. Uh, and all this is done on a British Sinti VCS3 synthesizer. Yeah, it's uh, amazing. Well, unusual. Yeah. Mm. Didn't think it could be so musical. No, it's never, never really sort of flagged up as a very musical synth is it because mm. it's a bit of a quirky little synth amazing thing for, for um, sort of um, experimental music but this shows uh, it's how versatile it is actually so this is, uh, this is Toccata and Fugue in D minor
now, but it's really well, isn't it? It does, and you can hear he's, uh, he's a classically trained uh, organist. Uh, the dexterity there with, the, with that piece. He's probably played that piece so many times anyway on, on, a, on an organ. Yeah. Um, and uh, But it, just, it does really work on that, I think. Yeah, and I mean, the way he's picked the sort of patches on it, and they've got the, the, they just sound right. You know, you can imagine it being applied to the, you know, the pipes, the different pipes in the, yeah, yeah. In a, in a organ. It's got that lovely uh, spring reverb as well. Yes, quite yeah. A, quite yeah, a, to give a sort of cathedrally <laughs> feel to it, I suppose. Well, our next piece uh, from Olivier Messin, he was an organist. So, yes, um, he was, wasn't he? He's obviously he's, he's well known for his use of the Ons Martineau. This is his, his, obviously his own composition, but I thought next, the next, next few tracks are sort of uh, original compositions, electronic instruments. Yeah, they're classic electronic pieces, aren't they? Yeah. This, piece, this is a piece by Messiaen, La Fête de Belle the Water Festival. This is number eight.
such an otherworldly sound that Hans Martin over it, Yeah, yeah. And it's got sort of cool and kind of stringy effect as well, because it? it's a ribbon controller on that. It's sort of a... Yeah, a keyboard and a rhythm ribbon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a nice, nice instrument. I'd like to hear more stuff um, actually on it, maybe. Oh, yeah, Johnny Greenwood uses it quite Johnny a lot. Johnny Greenwood, yeah. He uses yeah. it quite a lot in the in yeah, his, yeah. Uh, soundtracks. Another person that's sort of moved from classical into this sort of uh, synthesizer and pop world is uh, Anna Meredith, MBE. And she's, she made an album a few years back based on the Four Seasons, Vivaldi's Four Seasons, and she interspersed the, uh, her arrangements with some of her own compositions. And this piece is called Bloom Autumn.
trademark polyrhythms and yeah it's gorgeous yeah. that that's a really nice mix and with the violin as well mm. oh, it's really nice and also i mean influenced by bach in that sort of arpeggiating way mm, yeah as is uh, well i don't know it's vivaldi really isn't it? i suppose it's a bit of a vivaldi plucky sort of yeah pop. But yeah, it is, it is yeah, lovely, lovely sound. But I was going to connect that to the oh, next sorry. piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with Philip Glass, is that arpeggiating? Oh, he does, yeah. yeah. Continuously arpeggiating. Sometimes driving you nuts arpeggiating. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is from one of my favourite ever pieces of music, which is very influential in the Koyana Skutsi film. It's still obviously relevant now with the whole environmental. Uh, message the way that humans have affected the earth. Have you watched it? Have you seen it? I've seen it, yeah. It was, it was on TV, I saw it on TV, I think they put mm. it on BBC Two. Yeah, and I remember seeing it. Yeah, it was an amazing film. It's a while back now, though. But, um, 82. Is it 82? As long ago as that? I remember seeing it. Yeah, I remember, I remember watching it. I remember watching it at uh, art school. And uh-huh. it's been 80, 84, 85, isn't it? Yeah. But there's uh, certainly some heavy bass notes, heavy sort of synth bass notes in this. And this is a piece from Paul Scotsy called Grid.
reading about Michael Riesman, who was a keyboard player with the uh, Philip Glass Ensemble. Yeah. And uh, they started off with Farfisa organs, and they used Prophet 5 and uh, Arp Explorer. That bass, I was thinking it might be a Taurus bass pedal. Uh, it's not on his list of keyboards. No, sort of very thing. low, sort of sounds yeah. like it. But yeah, could have been, yeah. could have been there. But he also had one of the first DX7s that he actually bought back on an aeroplane from Japan when he was on tour. Oh, so, sound. Mm, really nice piece, that, yeah. The, the vocals, I, I suppose they were real. Yeah, oh yeah. Quite, yeah. I didn't know it was like using a Melotrice or like that. Cause no, they're all they're real, real, mm. real um, singers and vocalists and... Uh, yeah. It's a, live, it's a live sort of performance. Oh. But, oh, there's a brilliant documentary on Radio 4 that's, I think it's just permanently on, on, on demand sort of thing. Uh, it's about Philip Glass, taxi driver. And it, it tells, it's just a sort of story of him. He had all these um, big hits, he had the opera, but he was still had no money. He was working as a taxi driver in, in I, I really didn't know that, yeah. really. <laughs> that's amazing, isn't it? It's a bit like, you know, the Van Gogh story, isn't it, where he just didn't... Didn't sell any paintings, you know. But, but he, uh, yeah, he just kept going. Go on to BBC Sounds and you'll find it. Then we're on to our traditional banger ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit, this is, you know, you know, please all you um, <laughs> prog rockers out there. Yeah, no. got another one in. Uh, it's, here's <laughs> another, and I'll squeeze another one in now. This is an Emma Slayton Palmer's. This is a interpretation of uh, Aaron Copeland's Hoedown from the ballet, ballet uh, Rodeo. And, uh, yeah, this has uh, got a lot of synth in it. It's, it's kind of classitronica. I mean, it's classical music, but it's performed in a, in a prog rock style. And uh, it, it, one thing about Emma Slane Palmer, they did use to get a lot of classical music into their stuff, and I think they, they introduced... They got, well, got me more... I was always interested in classical music, but they got me more interested in more, more wider range of composers, actually. Right. Um, so they did get people interested in Did some good. Uh, classical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never used saxophones. But never. Oh, well, it's still time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is Hoedown Trilogy. Right. I'm Nathan Palmer.
Nice, lively ending there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old, good old Keith Emerson. Yeah, great trio. They were now, and uh, I'm still going as Emerson Lake Palmer too now with Carl Palmer, but uh, he's an amazing drumming there as well, which was pretty, pretty standout. I hope you enjoyed our little exploration into the classic tronica genre. Yeah, yeah. classic tronica part one. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's a few branches off of that. Lots of uh, ideas can. When I was listening through through to those. Yeah, I think you explore more more up to date sort of pieces that are actually classical since. So join us on the Facebook page of Coastal Electronauts. Yeah, great to hear from you. And listen again on the Mixcloud and the iTunes podcast. Yeah. To our older episodes. Yeah, yeah. Gradually updating the track lists on those, so uh, <laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> so until then, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye bye.